The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Let us help you discover the keys to success, the keys to success in your internet marketing. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Marketing Nirvana, presented by CertifiedKnowledge.org, CertifiedKnowledge.org. Overcome the trials and tribulations of the past and let Marketing Nirvana revolutionize your revenue stream and ROI. Prepare to experience Marketing Nirvana right now. Here are your hosts. Hello, listeners. Welcome to Marketing Nirvana. I'm your host, Brad Geddes, the founder of Certified Knowledge, a marketing training and tools company. On this show, we investigate various ways in which your marketing efforts can reach a state of Nirvana. You can find show notes and other information about our guests on CertifiedKnowledge.org. Now, I always feel it's a good idea to, to audit your average accounts on a regular basis. If you're inside an account all day long, then often you're too close to the data and you can't always see the big picture. Of course, if you're good or average at average not great, it can be useful to find items that you've missed because Google rolls out so many product changes. So often, audits are about perspective. Now, now personally, I do about three to five audits a month. Uh, for companies, and always find ways to improve things. However, I like different perspectives as well on my own viewpoints, especially about audits. So today, I've invited a special guest who did a wonderful presentation at SMX on audits, Joe Kirschbaum. Uh, welcome, Joe. Thanks. Thanks, Brad. It's great to be here. Yeah, so I've known Joe for, I don't know, several years now. You know, he's one of the great minds in paid search. In fact, um, Joe was voted number two in the most influential person at SDM earlier this year, so good person there. Um, he's the VP of Clicks Marketing. Just behind you, just behind you, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> well, well I'm not that far. So I can't you right now. <laughs> so, yeah, Joe's the VP of Clicks Marketing. He's a speaker, columnist, mostly at Search Engine Watch, right? That's right. And Joe, you mostly write for Search Engine Watch. Is that correct? Yeah, mostly Search Engine Watch. I also do. I have a semi-regular column with a with um, website magazine as well. Oh, that's right. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Um, so when I was thinking about, about the show today, what I really wanted to do was show a contrast of, of audits or styles or whatnot. And you know, I mostly do audits for agencies with big clients or for companies of in-house departments. So my job is to kind of find areas where they can really make some improvements and they go do the work. So they need a, like a blueprint to work from. Where sure. and, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but you mostly do audits for companies that you're going to take over for management, so you're giving your own staff a blueprint. Is, is that correct? Actually, we we kind of run the gambit as well. Um, we we do do we do provide audits for potential clients, but then we also yeah actually do um, audits for people who are being either managed in house and they want to get a different perspective or. Um, companies that are actually managed by um, a different agency, um, and we just kind of go in and check best practices for them because possibly the the actual direct client like knows enough, but they want to make sure they just get somebody to kind of come in and make sure that all the T's are crossed and all the I's are dotted. So we we kind of run kind of the gambit as well. 
Oh, excellent, excellent. Um, okay, so actually, let's talk about then first. So, when you look at, at, at audits and, and who wants them, you know, why do the clients who come to you um, feel these are, are so important? Because they're now giving you know, obviously money to you to do these. Like, what are they? You know, why is it important to audit your, your account? Right. Well, I think I think the main thing, actually, one thing I also like to, to, I think it's important to audit accounts. But first thing, let's talk about the word audit. I feel like people always think it's like this negative thing um, because it's so associated with like taxes, <laughs> like this thing that you know, like they're out to get you. Um, that's not necessarily the case. I mean, I feel like audits are a good thing because even like if you're auditing, you're having somebody internally audit your own account, or you're you are at, a, at an auditing an account that you've never seen before, and somebody asked you and paid you to look at it. It's really about looking for challenges and opportunities within the account, um, and ultimately to help the account grow, gain better performance. Um, so you know, whenever somebody says, "Hey, I want to do an audit or whatever," um, you know, I would like to change the you know the I guess the the way that people interpret that word um, as in being a positive thing because there's always room for growth. Um, so most of the time when people ask us, hey, can you look at my account? Can you do an audit? It really is for that sense. It's really are we missing any opportunities? Or one, can you find the challenges that we currently have, and and maybe how would you approach them? And two, what are the what are the opportunities that we're missing? So it's really like an optimization and an expansion kind of view. That's fair. Maybe we need a different word for audit, huh? Uh, yeah, I, I tried to think about that earlier, and like, um, you know, they have like I looked, you know, I even looked up like uh, synonyms for audit, and there's like review and other things like that. They don't really, you know, all the other all the synonyms for audit kind of already have their own, you know, own, like, own, their own, yeah, their own definition. So audit, I guess, will stick with it. Um, but I just, you know, everybody should know when somebody says, "Hey, we're going to audit your account," it's not like auditing your taxes and you may end up in prison. Um, it's going to audit your account and maybe you'll get better performance. <laughs> no, that's fair. That's fair. In fact, I often hire like accounting company to audit like our taxes to get us money back. Right? That's not a negative. Exactly. Thing. Like, exactly. Where can we save yeah. money? Right. Um, all right. Yeah. So. The next question, right? So, okay, so from a important standpoint, right? It's opportunity missed or, or so forth, um, best practices, etc. So, next question is, how often do you think they should be done? Oh, you know, that's a great question. I, we've actually, I was just out at SES San Francisco, and I had somebody asked me that exact question. And I, I mean. My own personal, you know, personal take is just depends on the volume within the account. Um, you know, if the account is moving at an extreme, you know, a pretty fast velocity, then you probably do need to, you, to check on it um, rather, rather frequently. Now, of course, you know, we do have to make the division between regular analysis um, and an audit. You know, like regular analysis should be finding those day-to-day -day challenges, those, you know, those bid changes that you can make, those ad techs that aren't working, you know, your search query reports, things like that that you need to be doing on a day-to-day basis. The audit, I feel like, you know, in not a negative way, is like a chance to pull back and say, okay, what's the bigger picture here? What strategies have we not implemented? What strategies aren't working? Um, so I feel like it depends on the, the velocity of the account. If you're working on a large-scale account, probably a monthly audit, you know, if you're, if you're implementing a number of new strategies like each week, then you might have to do an audit once a month and say, okay, let's take a step back. I would say the general for most people probably quarterly um, is, is, a pretty good, is a pretty good amount because, you know, you want to have enough change in the account in order to audit it again. 
Um, if you audit it again, there hasn't really been that much change or hasn't been that much volume, you, you're not really going to get your time or your money's worth out of it. So um, I would say generally people want to do, you know, for the most part, you know, a number of campaigns, whether it be obviously enterprise-level clients might be a little bit, um, might be um, a little bit more regular. But, you know, so, you know mid-sized companies, SMBs, probably quarterly or biannual is probably, probably a, a good fit. Okay, that's about actually exactly what I think of that, so on the same page there. Um, now, here's the the real trick, though, about an audit, right, right. is who do you think should do them? And not because you're an agency who gets money for this, right, but you know, when you look <laughs> at an audit, right, it's who should actually do the audit? Right, right. That's a great question. Well, first of all, not the person managing the account. Um, so um, if, if you're doing an internal audit, as in you work for an agency or you work in-house, uh, auditing your own account is kind of like editing your own work. Um, and uh, editing your own writing, and you're not really going to find everything. Um, so uh, that's kind of step number one is getting a fresh pair of eyes and getting a fresh perspective. So on who should do it, um, if you're managing the account, not you. Uh, <laughs> um, ideally would be somebody who has a pretty wide you know, depth of knowledge, who is a good communicator, because really what this person is going to be doing, whether it be an agency or somebody in your organization because you're in-house, but they know what they're doing, is somebody that you know will be able to convey this um, in a logical way and an actionable way. You don't want somebody to conduct an audit who is going like, to give you this document that's not actionable. It's not, they don't really put all their stats in context and really give you a story of what's going on in the account. So I would say, one, not the person managing it, and uh, two, you know, somebody who knows who, kn who knows PPC really well, and you know, will be able to communicate. Like these are the challenges. These are the you know these are the pitfalls. These are the, these are the successes um, within the account. I think I think that's a big thing. Yeah, in fact, so often when you know working with, with agencies who have you know twenty to one hundred analysts, what we often right. do is list out the analyst strengths in terms of the types right. of accounts they're good at or you know whether sure. it's elite gen e-commerce um small business big business whatever and and then they will kind of like not purely swap i find if you swap them then it feels like a peer review and they just want to give each other good grades but if you kind of do like right. a random swapping of things and say hey here's the thing and and you know audit's kind of the maybe the perspective word there it's not this are bad things you're doing right it's that you're too close to data and, and that right. often works for agencies where in-house – I rarely see in-house teams that can do it well because you generally don't right. have 12 really good analysts in-house. I mean there's some exceptions, right. but that's that's more unusual. Um, yeah, you know, and that's the other thing. Like, what's in house? I feel like that's where a lot of people get hung up. Is like in house. Like, if you're, you know, you're, you know, you're, you're the, you know, you're the PPC manager for your company. You know, everybody, you know, when you talk PPC or team with everybody else, like you're kind of talking another language. So getting anybody in your, in your, within your organization, even look at the accounts. One is probably not even a possibility. But two, it's probably the best way to do it. So, you know, I was actually talking with some people before, and I said that's why, you know, even hiring an agency just just to do audits is good. Or if you know somebody who maybe um, knows, you know, because people are on Twitter, people know people in the biz, if you trust somebody to look at your account, um, you know, I know in-house people sometimes feel like an island. Um, but there's other, you know, there's ways not to audit your own account. <laughs> yep, yep. No, sometimes in-house is an, it's on island, and, and they have yeah. they are the subject matter expert. Therefore, they don't have another one to draw from. Exactly, exactly. People look to them for all the answers, and sometimes they want somebody to bounce ideas off of, and, well, they're the go-to guy. 
Yep. Now, I guess the next question, right? And so, and, and this is where it really varies. So I've had people who say, hey, can you audit our account and give us suggested bids? Or can you audit our account and give us missed opportunities? Now, those are two really different questions, right? One is like data analysis that I consider like a day-to-day thing, right? Bidding. Right. Another one is is the high-level stuff. So when you do an audit, how do you balance out like how in depth you get versus right, high right. level opportunities? Right. We, I prefer to keep audits at a higher level because I mean that's really what you're trying to do. If you start getting into the mire of like keyword bids and you know individual keyword bids especially, um, you're you're gonna lose sight of the bigger picture. That's really what an audit should be doing. It's like this bigger picture strategy. If all of a sudden you're talking about keyword X and keyword Y and you need to change a bit ten percent, I mean you said it best, Brad. I mean that should really be like your day to day your day-to-day management and maintenance of the account. Um, I think audits is, is like higher-level stuff. Like are there, are there new tools that we're not using? Are there new strategies, messaging, um, you know, different types of distribution? Um, you know, we do like, you know, you can, we, we try to keep it high-level. Like maybe we'll, we'll do some analysis about like match type or something like that. But we don't go like all like, you know, maybe mention like, hey, you're, you know, you've got way too many, you're getting way too much traffic from your product match keywords or anything along that line. But we don't go like all the way down to like a single keyword unless that like single keyword generates like 95% of the traffic. Um, but when you start getting down into the, all those really, really detailed stats, you, you, you just, you, you just end up in a hole. Okay, so so there there's and I know this is you're not going to be able to write at least all the top of your head, but like when you when you think of this high level stuff, then right, like you right. mentioned match types, and and I love looking at number of match types, percentage of match type impressions, yeah. clicks, CPM match types, so forth, right? But when right. you when you think of like the high level stuff, right, what does that encompass? Like, can you even if you just top throw out your top five, right? Because obviously there's a lot more than that. Like, what are like right. the big right. things you kind of think about when you're getting into that high level data that can be drilled down into fractional stuff. Sure, sure. Well, I think the top five, I mean, well, I mean, there's just uh, one of, some of the things that when we look at when we're looking at, you know, challenges and opportunities, I mean, really comes down to understanding, I think, like the KPIs and letting that dictate your audit. So then you can drill down on things. Like if you know what the, um, and if you have access to analytics, if you know what the ROI of the account should be, if you know, or if you just know like the CPA, um, I think those are some of the things. Like if I'm looking at top five, I want to know what the KPIs are. So we're going to be looking at like CPA, CPC, but again, looking at it at a high level, looking at trends. Um, that's, you know, one of the top things we like to do. Um, I think messaging often, you know, as far as like top five things to look at um, that you can then drill down in is like messaging. Um, you know, you we do sometimes drill all the way down to like one particular ad message that appears to be working well. Um, I think that one works really well. And then also um, uh, looking at, you know, not just necessarily placements on the, on the GDN, not necessarily every single placement, but different targeting methods that they might be looking at. So kind of higher level stuff. Um, like, you know, if you're using placements versus keywords versus, you know, mixing those two together, um, you know, kind of drilling down a little bit on our topics working versus interests versus placements versus keywords, um, but not necessarily getting into every single keyword. Um, so I would say, you know, definitely, and kind of like as far as top five go, making it's kind of like three of them get lumped into KPIs as in what is your goal, what is your goal CPA? That really should be driving the analysis because it's probably one of the most important stats. Um, so probably like CPAs and we like to look at ad messaging. Um, we like to look at the, the GDN and the different different types of targeting because as you know, they all work very, very differently and often they're implemented mm, not so correctly. Um, 
Uh, and then those are things that you can kind of keep at a high level. And But if you find something, like let's say on the GDN, you, you keep it a high level and you say, okay, this is search versus display. This is what it's doing. But you want to drill down a little bit, you can start, you know, basically if you just want to kind of expose the hole, you could just do it. But if you want to start drilling down and say, okay, now let's look at the placement, look at the keywords, you can start doing things like that as well. Yeah, that's – I mean, honestly, I've got like a list. And I don't remember everything of the high-level stuff, and what I look for right. is where things are wrong, right? If something's right, right. I'm not going to spend time there, right? Where is it wrong? Now let's drill down into what's wrong. Um, sure. So let's do this. Joe did a, an interesting presentation at SMX a little while ago on 10-minute account audits. So we're going to take a break for our sponsors and then come back and see how to actually audit an account in 10 minutes flat. More Marketing Nirvana after we thank our sponsors. Oh yeah, my day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use CertifiedKnowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. How far do your ads reach? You don't have to fly around the world for the right consumers and clients to find your business. What you need is profit through performance. Location 3 Media helps you to increase your brand's findability and performance. Let Location 3 Media help you create efficient and effective online marketing campaigns that fit your needs and get you results. We know every click starts a journey. Where will your brand be on the path? Visit Location3Media.com. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. WebmasterRadio.fm, the destination for education and entertainment. Injecting new life into your internet marketing. Welcome back to Marketing Nirvana, presented by CertifiedKnowledge.org, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. And we're back talking with uh, Joe, VP of Clicks Marketing, about audits. And as I mentioned, Joe did a presentation at SMX about a 10-minute account audit. So, Joe, can you really audit an account in 10 minutes? Because that's absolutely a whole lot of money not. saved if you can. Uh, absolutely not. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> I know. I just I totally negated that presentation. Um, <laughs> you can. It, it really bends the word audit. Like, I even said in that presentation, um, audits, really serial audits should take many, many hours. However, though, um, or here's a way. We were just talking about synonyms for audit. Maybe the, when, when I gave the presentation on the 10-minute audit, it's more of like the 10-minute sanity, sanity check. 
Um, so that that ends up being because you, with the with that presentation, you, it really is based on um, really the content of the of the campaigns, not necessarily always stat driven. So, like, are you adhering to some of the best practices? Like, basically, the, the presentation kind of walks through settings, um, you know, like campaign settings, like you know, bid options and delivery, ad rotation, ad scheduling, um, like things that you can either. Um, and the way it ends up being 10 minutes is, is you just check whether it needs to have, whether it needs attention or if it doesn't need attention. Um, you don't necessarily say, well, this is the problem and this is the, this is the, uh, the best practice that you need to adhere to. It literally is, does this need attention or doesn't it? Um, and then also looking at like number of keywords per ad group, like using AdWords Editor for all of this is how it how you can do a 10 minute sanity check. Um, like looking at number of keywords and literally looking at the total number of keywords, total number of ad groups, and coming up with an average. I know it's rough, it's not perfect, it's far from perfect. Um, but if somebody says to you, you work in an agency, or somebody comes to you and says, hey, can you just look at this account for 10 minutes? Okay, you can look at this account for 10 minutes. So looking at you know settings real quick and saying either yes. Or no. I'm um, looking at. Uh, I think some of the other sections of uh, the spreadsheet that I had was total number of keywords really divided by total number of ad groups. It just gives you an average. So if you find that you know the total number of keywords on average tends to be five, okay, that's not bad. It's it's okay. But if you find uh, the total, you know, the average number of keywords per active ad group is a hundred, that might be a problem. <laughs> um, and you're able to mark that on the spreadsheet. Or, or same thing with ads. I mean, that's the whole thing of the spreadsheet. It's really fast. Total number of ads divided by you know number of ad groups. And if you know you end up with three ads per ad group, okay, fair enough. If you end up with 33, you might have a problem um, and saying, okay, we're testing way too many ads. Um, so really the spreadsheet itself is for people who know like PPC and know what it should be doing. So you know somebody who doesn't really run run PPC and they see 33 ads per ad group, they might go, wow, great, you're testing a whole lot of messaging. Um, but somebody who knows PPC say, you know, that's probably too many ads. Um, you know, just little things like that. So it is more being able to say, okay, you've probably got too many keywords. You, you need these settings that need to be looked at. It doesn't really dive totally down into like the KPIs and, and ROI and, and everything along those lines. It really is like a, a sanity check to make sure that like you know some best practices are being adhered to. No, that's that's a good way of putting it. In fact, and if you're listening um, on the show notes, I'll put a link to the spreadsheet in the presentation so you can take a, a good look at it. Um, so I got to ask the honest question now. When you do an audit, do you start from that spreadsheet, or do you have something else you use? We um, we do use the spreadsheet um, okay. for for longer for longer audits. We have another spreadsheet. <laughs> okay, but when we do but we do internal audits, um, and that's our sanity checks. You know, when other my other team members are like looking because you know because I have the luxury of having a few different team members, um, and when we do want to do some internal audits just to make sure things are going well, um, which we do probably every other month for accounts and things like that, we do use the spreadsheet and say, okay, especially if we've been doing any type of expansions or or making a, you know making changes to accounts that are pretty quick, um, or I'm sorry, pretty you know extensive. We just want to make sure that again all the the T's have been crossed and. The eyes are dotted and everything like that. So we do use it internally. Okay, so you've done a lot of these audits and looked at a lot of these spreadsheets um, over the over the years. So what are when you get down into the the or not down into that's worse avoiding the high level stuff? Where do you <laughs> feel that um, most sites are uh, most accounts are broken, or where you find right. that if it's not broken, you know, because that's kind of more audit word. From a sanity right. or best practices, where do you find the most opportunity areas that, that someone's missed? Right. 
Right, right. I do think, I, I think campaigns, and, you know, you, I, I'd be interested to hear what you think, but I think campaign settings are often off because people, like, set them and then forget them, and then they add their keywords, and they focus on bids and ads and stuff like that, but then they never really go back to make sure that their settings are right, and those can be, like, silent killers. Um, so, you know, if you don't have, like, your, you know, if you, if you don't have your ad rotation set to what it should be, if you don't have your, you know, ad delivery set, if you don't have, like, your, you know, we, we've come out, we, we actually were, we're talking to a new client, and we were doing some audits on their account, and, um, you know, realized that their ads are shut off on the weekends, and they don't even, they weren't even sure why. <laughs> like, was it was some, you know, antiquated strategy that somebody had implemented a long time ago. So we asked, we said, hey, we noticed your, you know, your, your, your um, ads are running on the weekends, and what's, did you not convert? Like, oh. Well, they should be. I'm like, well, they haven't been, and they haven't been for a long time. Um, so you just know if somebody had gone through and just just checked the settings and said, oh, our ad scheduling is off. Um, I feel like that's a really big killer. Um, I, I think uh, that's really like I, I, that's kind of where we start, and that's a really big one. Um, but then also, um, I, yeah, I already mentioned like number of keywords per ad group and number of ads. I mean, I know that seems basic, but that's a lot of times what we see. I mean, I'm not kidding. Actually, when I said we were we were asked to audit an account a few weeks ago, and um, the, the, their in-house manager had like 33 ads per ad group, and it was a pretty extensive account. Um, and I I knew why they were doing it. I could see why, but it was it, but it was low volume ad groups, and the, their ad test was going to have to run for like 66 years um, before they really. Uh, you know, really got anywhere. So, um, you know, like number of keywords or their keywords were way too many and uh, number of ads and settings. I feel like those, I mean, I know they're, you know, it's kind of like the basics, but that's where we see a lot of challenges. And then, of course, landing pages are always a problem. Uh, but, like, within the account, um, those were, you know, where we see a lot of things that kind of stumble, that get kind of forgotten about um, within account. Yeah, I mean, personally, Whenever I start, so I don't start with a spreadsheet actually. What I start, I look at, I want to get a feel for the account first. So I look at actually campaign settings is definitely one. Um, Impression share, because often like that tells me, you know, the exact match, although exact match press share is totally broken in Google right now, but um, looking at impression share, fixing it yourself. But where recent, and normally it's granular ad copy structure, ad group, you know, keyword ad copy. But what I've been seeing recently, I guess I don't know if it's because the audits we've been doing are more sophisticated companies or what, but it's right. negative keyword issues. Right, so I was looking right. at yep. one account the other day that had oh my, it was like 2.3 million ad group negative keywords. And I was That's like, this is crazy. And then yeah. and so I'm like, I gotta look at this. And it turned out every single ad group had either 1,174 negatives or 21. It was obvious right. that this person had done negative keyword research <laughs> twice, put them in the ad yeah. groups, and then every campaign had like either 500 or 700. Like it was an exact number. Right. Or they had right. zero. And I'm like, right. negative keyword lists are going to save your life right now. Like this is a yeah. big problem. Um, and I've been running into this more and more recently where it was obvious someone who knew what they were doing, right? And, and negative keyword lists didn't exist you know, two years ago. Right. Knew what they were doing, sat down and really dug into queries, and then it hasn't been done since. Um, and so that's right. that's a, a recent one that I'm finding a lot of. So um, I think also on, on on top of that, also like we also find actually on top of that, like we do find you know negative keywords tend to be an issue, but then also people utilizing which we don't have a problem with coming up with like a standard set of negative keywords. Like hey, I don't care what ad group it is, I don't care what campaign it is, we don't want to show up for these queries. That's fine, but sometimes it's like. You, they will start using negative keywords that should not be across campaigns. 
Um, but yet mm-hmm. they'll use a standard list of, of negatives, and all of a sudden you're, you know, one, you know, campaign A is being negatively affected by the negative keyword list you developed for campaign B. Um, so yeah, negative keyword list. You know, uh, we we found somebody who actually had. Um, um, I'm trying to think of an equivalent. Basically, if somebody was selling red shoes, they actually had the negative phrase of red shoes in a campaign. I was like, uh, you do realize this is the, this is the problem, and they're like, oh. So it is. I'm like, yeah, this will, this will be great. Um, so absolutely, negative keywords. I totally agree. And also negative yeah. keywords. We also have been finding, and actually, I think I think we were having discussions about this. I can't remember who um, about negative keywords on the the display network and how they don't they don't really function like you think they're going to function. Um, and we've seen some of that recently, like people implementing some kind of um, really aggressive negative keyword strategies on the GDN, which can really hamper your, you know, hamper your volume. Um, so we've, we've seen a few of those as well. Basically taking their search negative keyword list and just dumping that into their GDN. Yeah, I've been seeing that more and more recently too. And, and Google's to blame for part of that. They've been talking about how the yeah. new GDN functions and stuff. So let's let's do this. Let's take a, a one last break for our sponsors. We're going to come back and talk about if you get an audit, what A, should you expect to pay? And B, what should you get, right? What's in between a good and a great audit um, for your money? So let's take a quick break for our sponsors first. More Marketing Nirvana after we thank our sponsors. How much time do you spend on SEO research and competitor analysis? What if we told you that there was an easier, faster way? Searchmetrics SEO software propels you to top positions on search engines around the world with our unique global search, social, and competitive data in over 60 countries. Gain a competitive advantage today with Searchmetrics.com. That's Searchmetrics.com. Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS. Text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm. Sounds expensive. Actually, I sign us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby. Let's go inside the WebmasterRadio.fm production studio, where the production team is stitching up podcasts to load up into the WebmasterRadio.fm Stitcher channel. Rock on, Laurie, and rock the world with LinkedIn. Welcome to Domain Masters, a show where you learn to be the master of your domain. I want to welcome you to this edition of the SEO Rockstars. Hi, this is Bennett Kelly, and you're listening to the Cyber Law and Business Report. And welcome to CEO Coach. Listen to all of your favorite WebmasterRadio.fm podcasts without downloading. Only on the WebmasterRadio.fm Stitcher channel. Just click on the Stitcher banner on our website. Podcasting at the speed of sound. WebmasterRadio.fm, the flamethrower. WebmasterRadio.fm, we're everywhere. Injecting new life into your internet marketing. Welcome back to Marketing Nirvana, presented by CertifiedKnowledge.org, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. And we're back wrapping up our our audit conversation with Joe, the VP of Clicks Marketing. And so what I want to cover in our last few minutes here is um, pricing. So pricing and what's a good audit. So 
what do you charge? What should someone expect to pay for a good audit? Right, right. You know, that's a great question. And I, I will give you a, a great wishy-washy answer. <laughs> that's uh, fine. <laughs> really, it really depends on, I think it depends on the size of the account. You know, I mean, if you're an enterprise client and you want somebody to audit your account, you're going to pay more. I mean, I don't really know what's like, you know, there tends to be an average per, you know, for account management. There seems to be if somebody bases their actual core management on spend, it tends to be somewhere between like, I feel like the industry average is somewhere between 12 and 16%. Um, for audits, I feel like it's different. Um, we charge like a little bit lower because a lot of times we are doing like a checkup, especially um, if it's you know if it's for a prospective client. Obviously, we don't we don't charge anything if they just want us to look at their account, present opportunities. That's fine. If it's somebody that actually has an in-house team, which we work with, um, or another agency, it really de- it really does depend on the size of the account, and it really depends on if you, a listener, is thinking of getting an audit. Um, what that looks like. So basically, I feel like, you know, basically, if you are an SMB or small business and, you know, you're spending, you know, five, ten thousand dollars a month on average, which is a sizable, which is a sizable investment for, for a small business, um, you know, it just, it just depends. I mean, I would probably, you know, maybe spend five hundred dollars, a thousand dollars. If you're upwards of, you know, fifty thousand, a hundred thousand dollars a month, you'd probably be looking at a couple of grand, um, approximately, I would think. Um, and if you're, you know, well above, if you're spending, you know, five hundred thousand dollars a month, you can, I, I would expect anyway from, you know, from when I've talked to people, you know, probably over about five grand. Um, if you're, if you're kind of an interlevel, enterprise level client, um, because that just takes more time, and that's going to be the thing. Um, now, if you, t- I, but my also my tip is though, if you talk to somebody and they say yes, every audit we do costs like four grand. That's it. Doesn't matter the size of the account. Um, you you may want to look at that a little bit closer. Um, you know, but somebody you want to work with and they say, well, we charge four thousand. It doesn't really matter. And you're a small business. You you might be overpaying. Yeah, no, that's fair. I, I generally find like a small account. I know for small accounts we do like you know twelve hundred for mid-sized accounts. Yeah, usually about yeah, two thousand. Right. Really big accounts, five to ten thousand. Um, where I, I find the pricing varies is when you you do part of the implementation too. So like I was working with right, one enterprise right. company who was looking, and this is how big they were. They thought to get an audit done and to restructure stuff was going to take a team of 8 to 12 people approximately a month of work and it actually did. Okay. Um right. you know and so sometimes you get into these crazy cases. So right. okay, that's right. question and, and one, right? And it also depends on what you're looking at too. Like we we've, we've worked with clients who are like can you just check the account? Just 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 make sure that we're adhering to best practices that either my in-house person or somebody I've got to manage my account or myself because I'm managing the account. That I've got everything going on and and sometimes that affects the price, but if all of a sudden you want I feel like if you want the audit to dive into analytics to to look into um other user engagement behaviors if you want somebody to give you ideas on landing page testing you know the bigger the scope the more you should probably expect to pay yep and and so just we're almost out of time here but what i want to make sure that's just said and i'm just going to say it is that when you talk to someone about an audit it shouldn't be just about opportunities and and open areas and stuff it should include a section and and we call them wins but of things you should do like the most important stuff that matters that's actionable afterwards. I sometimes see audits that are full of charts and data, and you're like, wow, this is lots yep. of stuff. What do I do with it? Right? That's yeah. the audit yeah. job. Um, all right, well, thanks, yeah, Joe. Actually, the, way, the way ours end up looking is it's usually like some super long document that probably nobody ever wants to read. Like on, on, on average, like five to ten pages, depending on the length of the account. But we always make sure to include an executive summary of like actionable items that's always page one. 
So that way, you know, we, we have we have those items kind of scattered throughout the report through each section, but then we pull them all together and like say, here are like, you know, the 10 things you need to do within the account. Okay, so I'm going to – sorry, George. I'm about to run over by two more minutes after that comment. So here I guess I have one last question. So our average $2,000 audit is roughly 22 to 36 pages. Um, okay. Do you just say five to ten pages? Well, I'm saying it depends on the account. Um, yeah, okay. Some of our audits, yeah, some of our audits reach upwards of like 15. I think the longest we've probably done is like 15, okay. um, 15 to 20 pages, um, because we aren't we aren't really we tend. I mean, we tend to be like you know, I guess a smaller to mid-sized companies. If if we were doing enterprise level, you know, audits would probably be a little bit longer. Um, but uh, you probably actually five is way too short. We probably tend to being about closer to 15. Okay. Just want to check links because I know this is a big variety, right. and a lot of our link this charts, right? It's screenshots and right. things, right. or you know, proof of exactly. Content. Well, perfect, exactly. Joe. This was, this was great, wonderful. Um, so, if someone wants to find you or get in contact with you, what's the best way to find you around the web? Sure. Well, uh, my company is clicksmarketing.com, uh, C-L-I-X marketing, and uh, you can find me on Twitter at Joe Kirschbaum. Perfect. And I will put links to that in the show notes. And thank you, listeners, for joining us for another episode of Mark Nirvana. As a reminder, show notes and other information about our guests can be found on certifiedknowledge.org. New episodes of Mark Nirvana can be found on Mondays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. And you can find the archives or past episodes on webmasterradio.fm, Stitcher, or on iTunes. Thank you for listening. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm.